Finding knowledge really is something like this. Hi, I'm James Lynch, and welcome to the Perceptive Readers Podcast this week, everyone. Finding knowledge really is, like it's described, you see, metaphorically, if you will, and maybe in some ways figuratively, if you start (laughs) describing tools, that it's like a treasure, And that actually does come from out of the book of Proverbs. Now, when you are searching for a treasure, and some of us probably have never searched for a treasure, but in the many books that you read about pirates and also a lot of the shows when persons go on these treasure hunts, etc., etc., you know there's a lot of work involved physical exertion and things of that nature. And how do they know about the treasure in the first place? Yes, yes, yes. It's because of a creditable source, you see, a trusted source. It could be a map. Um, it could be a person, a person who actually has the map. So either way, The reason why they have a high confidence, I would say over 90 to, like I said, 100% confidence that the treasure really is there, it's because of that source that is guiding them, telling them it's there, you see, something they can really rely on. And once they get to that location, they still have to, what, work hard digging it up you see uh having patience you don't know how deep it may be um underground unless on the map it tells you exactly but you know for the sake of intrigue <laughs> that you can uh, actually watch on television and things of that nature it still requires thinking ability and it requires work to get to that treasure Well, guess what? Knowledge, knowledge of the truth, knowledge of the truth of God is just like that in many ways. Because one, uh, you have to go to a creditable source, you see, that's talking about God. Uh, It takes thinking ability. It takes patience. It takes work, yes, work and application as well um, to, you know, gather more information and facts. And when I talk about even application, you see, one thing about the knowledge of God, and I'm going to read something probably, uh, you know, out the good book, uh, sometime this week uh, that'll give you, uh, you know, another example of this knowledge of God, knowledge of truth. Okay. Is that sometimes you will not get the deeper things of knowledge until you really do start applying uh, certain levels of it in your life. And when you apply it, then it will open the door to understand God even on a more deeper level, you see. Um, 
our actions, um, certain practices, uh, routines in life, uh, at one time may have looked like they were restricting you. You come to find you actually enjoy, you see, the protection. See, instead of looking at it as restrictions, you look at it as, as, um, protection, a protection by God himself, you see. And so in order to once again gain the deeper treasures of that knowledge, as I said before, it, it eventually will require some type of application of the knowledge of the truth that you're hearing about. And see, and that brings it to the next uh, topic about the truth, because, uh, you know, one of the reasons uh, why I appreciate being able to uh, talk with persons, you know, on this platform and at other times in my life is to help them to see that, yes, there really is two ways of living. On this earth. Now, of course, you can break it down and say there's more, but no, there's a way of trying to, you know, organize and function everything in every way without any type of ethics of God at all. But, you know, just basically all the ethics is coming from person sitting down every week brainstorming and saying, let's do this and do that. And it's based solely off of, you know, just human knowledge okay so there's one way of professionalism and business that business that is set up that way and then there's another way that really is geared towards um, how do we function together um, even in business with the love of God if you will with the love of the ethics of God if you will and see and those actually come into conflict at times. And when they do come into conflict, that's when you will hear a person sometimes say, well, what is truth? You see, and remember I told you one of the things that I appreciate about being here, being able to express what I'm telling you right now about truth is that if a person has uh, set their life course to search out God or to believe in God and actually got in that water, there really should be no reason at all <laughs> when you agree that that person is doubting that there is a such thing as truth, you see. And even though you may talk to other persons that may say, well, what is true? There is no such thing as truth. There's a theory of truth. A person who believes in God should never even have that thought come come to mind or come out their mouth. And yet, it actually happens at times. Why? Because remember I told you there's two types of ways of living on this earth. And sometimes with the interactions and intermingling with one another, uh, it rubs off that type of thinking or view of God and even the truth. Yes, even the persons who said, that they believe in God and they have dedicated their lives to God. It's a contradiction. And how do we know that? Because this is something that you should keep in mind. And, I, and I'm closing on this knowledge. See, this is something, like I said, it comes from deeper study of God's word. 
is this. When Jesus was on the earth, what did he say he came to do? He said he came to bear witness to the truth. You see, what else did Jesus say? You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So any person who is claiming to be a follower of Christ and dedicating their life to God, uh, if they doubt that there is a truth, you see, then who words are they forgetting? Who words are they ignoring? Who words they may not have really been told about through the treasure of the good book, the Bible? Yes, it's Jesus' words. So now that we establish that there is a truth, what about when you run into someone who says there is no such thing as truth? And since they may not view Jesus the way that you view him, what do you do? Well, then you start talking to them on their level. You see, remember I told you the two different ways that people be functioning in this world. And on their level, is it mostly always has to do with secondary. In other words, it's, it's not primary spiritual. It's just, once again, mostly set towards just the mundane mechanics, physicality of life. You see, uh, but all the same, uh, you can bring out points about Okay, uh, if there was no such thing as truth, then how did you get that degree that you have now? How did you get that diploma? See, there are established truths that you had to learn and abide by and even apply, you see, at times, in order to be the success that you are today. Uh, persons talk about uh, gravity. Uh, our persons talk about the truth of certain temperatures that, you know, um, water will boil at this certain temperature. Uh, water will freeze at this certain temperature. These are truths. And even though some person will say, well, this is OK. Science has proven that. See, but once again, what are you saying about science? And you're saying it's a credible source and you're saying it a credible source that proves something is True. Something is truthful. And yet, you see, when it comes to God, remember, since he's in the spirit realm, there are certain things that no matter how much man tries to just, uh, you know, uh, 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 I, I, the word comes around my uh, attack it. And I don't really want to use a word, but to try to approach it. Yeah. To approach these spiritual matters in that way with just science, it will always fall up short. It will always leave the person really, you see, and I'm not talking about the things that they've proven about creation. No, I'm talking about even the simple subject and some very intelligent, intelligent people. And you've seen me or heard me talk about them before that no matter how intelligent that they are, since science you see, man's science cannot prove the truthfulness of God that he's a living being. Then that's why they still want to keep 
saying at times that God is a theory. God, you know, there is no ultimate truth, you see. And remember I told you before, God put these things in place, spirit realm, you see, and then you have the physical realm and he made his truth of him, the knowledge of God, if you will, like a treasure that you have to work hard, you see, to keep digging for it and applying what you're learning. And he, through the spirit realm with his Holy Spirit, opens up other avenues of your brain, unlocks, if you will, for you to even understand him better. See, he deals with us in a certain way that I told you respectfully, not even science can touch. And if science is not capable of touching and describing God and everything in that way, you see, from what a lot of persons who go into these theories and, you know, this is what they come to their conclusions. Because some people say they use science and they come to the conclusion there is a God. And then remember, some people uh, go through science and they come to the conclusion that everything is still a theory. You see, um, um, everything is a theory, you see. And that's the way they say science approach matters, uh, uh, regardless that you can't never say something's absolute. And again, I... I understand that thinking when it comes to man, you see, thoughts. But remember, as I shared with you before, God works with us through the spirit, you see. And by him working through us through the spirit, I told you there's just certain things that science can't touch, can't explain uh, no more than, remember we talked about God and his his form, um, so being so magnificent. And even though he's, he describes himself as has an eyes, ears, mouth, arms, it's not like ours at all. He's, he's not like ours at all as far as his type of body that he has. Okay. So anyway, knowledge is like a treasure. How much are you willing to invest in digging up that treasure for yourself? Digging up the truth of who God is. This was the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Thank you for being with me here this week. As always, I appreciate you. Have a very wonderful day. have just listened to the perceptive readers podcast remember until next time if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better it becomes your reality <music>